Hey gang, Ross Brand here for Ross and Nez. In episode 16, we have part one of a two-part conversation with Leslie Nance, uh, Periscoper of the Year finalist in 2017, and now radio star from Fork It Over Radio. We'll talk to Leslie about overcoming cancer and how that inspired her to help other people uh, be more healthy through their kitchens and also how she's used live streaming, uh, radio hosting uh, to build her brand, to get sponsors and to really become a powerhouse in the world of live streaming. So here it is, the interview with Leslie Nance, part one on episode 16 of Ross and Nez, the live stream experience. Hey, gang, welcome to Ross and Nez. I'm Ross Brand, along with the professor, Professor Nez. And we have a wonderful guest joining us today. Leslie Nance is a rock star in the world of live streaming. And now she's getting into radio and who knows what in her multimedia empire. As uh, She and Nez are just so cute with their little uh, gestures there. It's the, new kind of, it's the new kind of filter. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. this is going to be this is going to be a wild interview. <laughs> Who knows where we're going to go with it? But uh, let's start out for those that may not know Leslie. If you can give an introduction to your your background, sorry to sort of we may bring it down for a second, but give us a, a, you know your background because it really is um, the basis of everything you've gone on to do in media and live streaming and radio and your business, um, talk about how you became, um, someone who was very concerned about, uh, how we eat and how we can take control of our own health. Yes. From from two guys who obviously needed all the help they can get. (laughs) You guys wanted the fountain of youth. I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Okay. Yes. Uh, So it all started in 2012 with the cancer journey. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and what the what, I mean, it just, it totally um, scared me to a point where I knew that something had to be different. And as I began to read and research, I began to realize that, um, you know, our bodies are able to turn on and turn off cancer. And so most of us have cancer in our body right now. And when people, when I say that, people are like, no, I don't. And I'm like, no, you do. Trust me, you do. Most of us have some sort of mutated cells in our body, which is what cancer is. And so, but our immune system typically is strong enough to kill those cells to say, oh, we have a problem and, you know, we're going to get rid of those cells. So as I began to learn about that and not take for granted this vessel that I was living in, but actually treat it with some respect, um, I began to see these just monumental changes in my life. In fact, we were just joking around prior to the show. Um, and I'll be honest with you, when I was 42 and diagnosed with cancer, I look older then than I look now, and I'm 47 because that was five years ago. And it's, it's been something that I have physically like, witnessed even looking in the mirror, not to mention the energy levels. I mean, you have to have a lot of energy to do what I'm doing. So, um, so the energy levels and the thought, my brain works so well. And so I knew that I needed to share this out with people. I knew that I needed to teach people. And quite frankly, the morning that I found the lump, I knew it was cancer, and I, but I also knew as scared as I was, I also knew that I had it for a reason. And I firmly believe the reason was to shake me out of my comfortable life that I was in because I had a perfect life, I was living a dream, I mean, a, a life that people dream of. I was living that life. And so I needed something to shake me out and actually help me develop the full purpose of my life, what I was put here to do. And so cancer did that for me. And so now I share it with people 
across many different platforms, including a blog, including a radio show, a live cooking show, um, working on a cookbook right now. Um, you know, just, just really trying to share my story as much as public speaking, as much as possible and affect as many people as possible. Um, and you know, we always, I always say, you know, cancer saved my life. And one day I said that to my audience and they said back to me, cancer, your cancer has saved a lot of lives. And that is, that's where that was like the money shot for me. I was like, yes, this is exactly right. So that's why I do what I do. Well, the other thing that I think is is critical um, in, in people understanding what you're all about is the fact that you didn't just take the advice of doctors in terms of traditional treatment and, um, you know, you took control, you called it becoming the CEO of your uh, cancer or your health, right? Um, yeah, I did a little, little preparation. That's a book title right there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> talk about what how that relates now to what you're teaching people on live streaming and through your radio show and your business and everything else. Yeah. I mean, we all have the power within to heal. And so our bodies do not want to be sick. In fact, they strive for homeostasis. They strive to be well. They strive for everything to be working like it's supposed to be working. And right now I'm taking, um, I'm, I'm studying to become a holistic, uh, certified holistic um, nutritionist. And I'm, I'm learning about the anatomy holistically and, and how it relates. And our bodies do not want to be sick. They want to be well. And so when the doctors came at me and said, you know, if you do chemo, you have this amount of chance to live. And if you don't do chemo, you have this amount of chance to live and or the cancer coming back or whatever. And quite frankly, those odds were kind of crappy either way. And I was like, hmm, that's no good. <laughs> I mean, you know, doing chemo and putting my body through all of that. And I still I'm not increasing my odds that much. When I talked to my naturopathic doctor, he said, well, I call BS on that. And I thought he was going to say, you know, and you should do chemo. And he said, because going a natural route, will will increase your chances, you know, a hundredfold because your body wants to be well. Your body doesn't want to have cancer. And so I actually did the holistic thing, which means to marry the two. So I married traditional medicine with holistic medicine and said, I'm going to give my body the best chance possible. So first of all, let's get the cancer out. And there's a lot of school of thought. So I had the cancer removed and uh, did six weeks of radiation, but then just went full into how do you eat? How do you become present? How do you change your mindset? How do you get rid of cynical Barbie? Cause that's what I call her. Cause she was so mean and nasty and I killed her. And so how do you get rid of her? She's mean. And so, you know, I had, she had to leave. And so how do you do all, how do you make these fundamental changes? But then on the backside of that, how do I teach people how to do that? And so that's why there are so many places to learn about this information, not just about my story, but how to empower yourself to, to get to a point without the tragedy. I mean, how wonderful would it be for people to empower themselves physically and mentally and spiritually and in our health without having to be sick? I mean, that is, that is really where I try to do most of my work. I do help people who have cancer. I'm a certified holistic cancer coach. I do help people that have already been diagnosed, but really I just want, I want people to understand that we live in a vessel that wants to be well, that wants to be energized, that wants to sleep well, that wants to, you know, not be overweight. And we can empower it to do that with the correct tools. And it's not that hard. 
Wow. That's, that's phenomenal. And it, it, can I ask you something, Leslie? Cause I think yeah. that first of all, your story is beautiful and it's Thank very you. inspiring. And, and, and what I, I think that's the greatest feeling on earth is when you hear people say like, boy, you've inspired me. You know, I've, I've been a writing professor before I was a digital entrepreneur and, you know, I was a business person before I went into mm -hmm. the public sector, but hearing from people that, you know, your content, your live stream, your class, it actually made a difference. I mean, there, there really is no other way. What Ross is like, Oh, here comes the mush meter. The mush meter is going high here. <laughs> oh my God. If you ever saw Leslie in person speak, and I've been fortunate to see her speak three times in person. And there's like not a dry eye in the house, but you would oh, be crying. Nez would, would be crying like a four-year-old. They'd have to like escort him out. I'm a very they'd have to call your parents to come get you. Yeah. You let him run around in here on his own. I'm a very sensitive man. Yes. So, so I just, I think that when you, when you get that kind of response, doesn't it just validate everything? It just makes everything worth it and meaningful. Yes. And I love what you said about diet. And I wanted to ask you a question about this because I've, is this still true? Cause I know there's this sort of notion or this concept that even doctors who, you know, God forbid they contract, you know, a, a, a terrible illness such as cancer that they actually choose not to go through chemotherapy is that is that still is that still a running sort it's of a huge thought? percentage it's yeah. interesting doesn't that to me that tells us something and to me again it further validates what you do which is coming at it from a holistic you know perspective and looking at what are we putting in our actual bodies right. you know i mean ross eats cheetos pretty much 24 7 <laughs> you know that's not I mean, you know, it's like, it's about what you put in your body, isn't it? Isn't that like the key? It's, it's, it's protecting that. I mean, most of us were working 24 eight and whatever we can get, we just, we just kind of grab at it. And we're always constantly working on our business. We're constantly working on our house. We're working on things. We're working on products. We're working on how to get more money and how to become more secure. But our inner game, that's what I call it on my YouTube channel. It's all about mindset stuff. I talk, I call it your inner game. We work on sure. our outer game. What about our inner game? Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Leslie? Well, so imagine if you will, that you're an entrepreneur and you're doing just like what you said, we're working 24 seven, right? Yeah. Cause we're never out of, 24 I mean, eight. I, I'm working 24 eight. Oh, sorry. I have to invent uh, a whole new day. Okay. There you go. I, I didn't even catch that. I'm slow on the, you'll notice that about me. I, I'm, I'm so people make jokes. Oh, and you're I'm living not, in the real yeah. world. You're not living. Yeah. In also, most world. people I'm don't not, pay attention to this. I'm not living in the Ross. Ned's nation. So. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I've never, I, I am proud to say that I have never had a Cheeto. I have never, I am no model oh, of like perfect oh, eating or anything, but there has never been a Cheeto in my house. There's never been a Cheeto. What, ho-hos are better? I, you know, like Twinkies are any better, Ross? <laughs> same family. It's in the same family. Trust me. I just wish I had a Twinkie sitting on the shelf behind yes. me. That would be perfect. That's one of the major food groups, right? Right. Yeah, Twinkies, ho-hos, ho and, like and Cheetos are one. Tacos are tacos a major, is a major pizza, food group. Those are major food groups. Yeah, those are excellent. Food. Yeah, I love. They're my. This is my favorite food. People ask me all the time, "What's your favorite food?" And I think that they think I'm going to say like Brussels sprouts or kale, kale. You know, and I'm like, uh, pizza. Who doesn't I love, love kale? <laughs> so. I think Nez went three months eating only kale. Well, and you look what it's done. Here's the result. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
By the way, this vegan is, and I know we cut off, I mean, Ross really cut off Leslie, but hey, hey, Leslie. I have to go um, back to that thought though, because I have I want to get back to that thought, but is there any truth to this whole, there was a huge documentary on Netflix. I'm not going to mention the name, but um, vegan versus, you know, a a, a diet that includes meat. Is there a huge, is that just a conspiracy? Please tell me it is. Well, you know, veganism is not a... It is about being healthy, but it's also about a lifestyle choice. So most vegans are not, they don't eat, they don't not eat meat or animal products because they think it's healthy. In fact, a lot of vegans are very unhealthy. They eat unhealthy things. Um, Mm. But that's not the reason. The reason is because of the love of animals, because of the fact that they're trying to, Mm. they're trying to make a mindset shift towards the way that we produce animals, the way that we raise animals, the way that we slaughter animals, the way that we consume animals. I mean, America has a ferocious appetite um, for meat and animal products. And so are they good for us in large amounts? No. Um, Are they bad for us? Are they going to cause cancer in small amounts? No. Um, there, there's a balance, but we are designed as plant eaters because you, if you look at our teeth, we don't have big canines like our dogs and our cats and, you know, things that eat meat. We don't have these big giant, like, you know, fangs. (laughs) My chompers. This is my new fang filter. I don't have these. Um, and but we have flat teeth and they're made to masticate plants. And so to chew them and to digest them. So that, and our whole digestive tract is set up for that as well. But eating a little meat, I can imagine the first humans when they discovered, like they watched another animal eat meat and they're like, dude, I can do that too. And, so, <laughs> and they ate, you know, they caught something and they ate it. They were probably like, yeah, but, but it was limited. It was a limited amount of that. They weren't just going around killing animals for the heck of it to have a hamburger. I mean, it was, it was purposeful, mindful eating. And so same thing. Same principles that we think about is is that we you know eating mindfully. I eat ninety five percent plants. I'm a cancer survivor, so I don't eat a lot of meat. But I'm not a vegan. I'm not even a vegetarian. I mean, you know, if somebody throws a hamburger on the grill and I have a whole bunch of good stuff to put on it, I'm going to eat it. But I don't eat it every day, and I'm probably not every week even. Um, so I eat a huge percentage of plants, and I eat half of the plants I eat, I eat raw. And so it's very important, but that's for me. That's how I eat. And this is the crazy thing about go-to kitchens is that I don't tell people, I don't stuff anybody in a box. You want to be vegan? Awesome. Be a vegan, but make sure you know how to do it. You want to eat, you want to eat paleo? Awesome. But my go-to kitchens isn't about a diet, it's about a Mm -hmm. mindset, it's about a relationship that. that you have with your food and with your body and the interconnection between those two and how important they are. When we can harness that, then we become powerful. And going back to the uh, pointing. So going back to that other thought, because <laughs> I had a point to make. You did. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, imagine that you're an entrepreneur and you're working 24-8. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and, and Don't you, feed the uh, beast. I like you, Leslie. I, I like you a lot. I kind of am, aren't I? Okay, I'll really you are. You are awesome. Um, anyway, like but thinking about, thinking about, eating well and, and, you know, taking the time that it requires, because let's be fair, it takes time to be in the kitchen and cooking food and meal prepping and planning and all of those things. But taking that time, so what worth if you it. spent two hours in a week doing that so that you had good food to eat? Like you did it on a Sunday afternoon and you got it all ready for the week and then you ate this amazing food. But what about because you have so much energy, you gain like five hours? 
right? Yeah. So you spent this two hours, but you're banking three hours over here and that five hours that you gain because you have more energy because you're able to work with a clearer mind because your mind works so much better and your creativity levels go up. You know, you're only ever going to be one person, but you know, and then when you get on camera or you do anything, you feel so much better and you feel yeah, confident right. because you're slimmer, because your hair looks better, because your skin looks good, because Nessa, I look 35 anyway. And because you look 35, but you're really 47. And that is, that all propels that machine forward. And so being aware of that and being mindful of that is huge for being an entrepreneur or not just in life in general, being with your kids. You know, if you're not well, you're not serving your family at all. In fact, you're typically a hindrance on your family. So being well, you can serve your community, you can serve your family and just kind of turn yourself into an all around rock star um, and, and get things done, which is what I do. And it's all connected. It's all it connected. is. Absolutely. You can't, you can't be an effective entrepreneur. You can't be an effective parent. You can't be an effective athlete. You can't be an effective anything if you're just working on one facet. That's what I yeah. love about your approach is yeah. you're talking about the, the whole picture, which is so I, I think that so many people hear the word diet. So many people hear the word like, you know, holistic or even even veget, you know, vegan or vegetarian. Right. They just immediately associate it with this. Do yep. I have to be one of those people who goes through life miserable, not eating anything they want <laughs> and not, and, and just to avoid a fate that, you know, I'm, I'm not in, enjoying what I have now, but a yeah. fate that could or could not be, could not come to fruition. Do you know what I mean, Leslie? I do. And it's, it's funny cause I, it's where I started was with food. I mean, I knew that I knew that it was important to teach people how to cook these foods because it's yeah. overwhelming. I mean, the first few times you try it, you're like, what the, what am I doing? I mean, what is this thing? And it's like, I had a cauliflower and you're like, I don't know how to eat this or what to do with it. And so that's where I come into play. And I'm like, Hey, this is all the things you can do with cauliflower. And I mean, I had a whole week on cauliflower in my live stream show. I mean, so come on. You might I have to explain that. what a cauliflower is to Ross. I don't think you've ever seen it. <laughs> it's, it's, it has green it's a meat. cruciferous vegetable. Oh, see? Oh, oh, nice. oh, oh yeah. Wow. Somebody, Watch somebody out. stop this Watch guy. <laughs> And I just spread hummus on it like I do any other vegetable. Oh, for crying no out loud. I, that's well, awesome. Actually, hummus is good for you, right, Leslie? Hummus is amazing. I eat hummus all the time. Chickpea City. Yeah. Now, before we get into um, all the different things you've done on the live streaming side and how you've got sponsors and built this huge uh, following, um, I want to ask one other aspect of the health journey, and that's um, sugar, because I know that – Yeah. Um, or I've read or I've heard or Nez told me once and I trust anything. <laughs> That's a reliable said. source. <laughs> yeah. That um, sugar contributes to, to tumor growth, right? And so if, if you're trying to avoid cancer or you have cancer, um, you don't want to be eating a lot of refined sugar. Well, so, or any sugar. <laughs> right, right. From that matter. I mean, well, when you say any sugar, sugar, let me just clarify it. What about fruit sugar? Is that a, a problem as well? Or is, if it's fresh fruit, if it's an orange, if it's a yeah. watermelon, is there, talk about the differences and, and how much sugar is okay and, and not okay, or what do we want to do? Let me just briefly say that every okay. cell in your body, you have billions, right? Mm -hmm. Every cell, you have like 3 billion in your big toe. So every cell in your body 
requires sugar, requires glucose. Okay. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have glucose, it will die or it will mutate. And so there's a healthy balance in there, right? So you don't right. want it to, you don't want to not have the glucose because then it's like um, something's going to go wrong as well. And so mm -hmm. depriving yourself totally of sugar is not healthy. However, processed sugar is the devil. Um, it's full of chemicals. A lot of people don't understand that the white sugar that you get, like that, you know, comes out of the bag and you're like, whatever, you know, pour it in whatever or eat in it, whatever, or in fast food or any other type of processed food has a lot of that sugar in it. When you eat that, um, you're exposing your body to chemicals because it has to be bleached and it has to be dried and then it has to go through another process so that it's nice and pretty and white because that's what we expect because we're you know, because that's what they've taught us to expect. Right. So that is actually dangerous. Um, you know, small amounts of sugar, a, a man should not have more than three tablespoons of sugar of any kind in a day. A woman, um, depending on her stature, um, should not have more than two of tablespoons of sugar a day. And you can have those any way you want. Um, and I don't say, hey, eat, you know, processed sugar, especially high fructose corn syrup, dangerous, dang like I, there's five foods I won't eat and I won't go through them today, but one of them is high fructose corn syrup. I will not eat it. It's dangerous. Our bodies do not know what to do with it. It puts us in full emergency mode. In fact, I have a, a handout um, called, uh, that you get free from my website called a jumpstart guide, cancer hates it, jumpstart guide into making your body an inhospitable environment to cancer. And nice. one of the things we talk about is what soda does in the body. For 45 minutes, your body is under arrest um, from the soda. It can't really focus on anything else except to how to digest the soda. Wow. And so, um, so high fructose corn syrup is part of that puzzle. And so it's very dangerous. However, when we talk about eating fruit sugars and things like this, this is why I tell people are, you know, juicing is like a huge thing. So don't juice your fruits because then you're just getting the fructose basically syrup out of the fruit. You can use a couple with your vegetables to make them sweeter and so you don't gag when you drink it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but not, don't juice those fruits. So don't drink fruit juices. However, I, there is no plant food that is off the table in my opinion. So a lot of people are like, don't eat beans, don't eat potatoes, don't eat, they turn into carbohydrates and that makes you fat. No, it doesn't actually. Our body requires that. You just can't eat a lot of it. And so it's that type of education that I'm trying to give people. But eating fruit, I love fruit. There are, one of our main sources of vitamin C is going to come from a citrus fruit, just not yeah. drinking the juice, but eating, eating the fruit. And it's because of the fiber that slows down the digestion mm -hmm. process of the sugar in our body. So we don't overwork our pancreas and our liver doesn't become toxic because of it. And I want like, I want like puppet, like organ puppets. Like if anybody's watching this and they know where I can get like puppets that look like our, org our internal organs, I would love that. Oh, that's a good so call. Then your yeah. pancreas is saying to your liver, blah, blah, you know, anyway. <laughs> one of the things you said once um, when we were talking on, on one of my shows is that um, when you have bread, like certain types of grain, mm -hmm. your, your stomach doesn't really know what to do with it. Like it's deciding whether it's a foreign object or food, right? And you, you can almost sense it or feel it. Yeah, right? so it, you can absolutely. I mean, I eat bread. I now I, notice that when I go out to eat and I eat like food that I'll ruin you know, you. That's, what's that? You've ruined me. No, ruin I will go out you. like, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be bread, but I I know that like okay, they're using some kind of chemical in the food, or they're doing so like because I can tell. Like I thought that was just a full feeling from like you know having a really oh. big meal, but now I'm realizing that like you can eat food every meal that if you're not careful that does that to you 
Absolutely. Yeah. And the closer you get to real food, the more you will experience that. And so I have a lot of people that are like, oh, this diet is like hurting my gut. And I'm like, no, it's your gut going, oh my gosh, we don't have toxins to worry about. And it's trying to, you're getting a toxic <laughs> overload in the body. And it's what happens. Your body starts going, hey, we're not receiving any toxins. So we can let some of these babies go. And so you be, you, for sometimes people like after the first couple of weeks, they feel kind of cruddy uh, when they start a real food diet as a perfectly mm -hmm. normal. It's your body releasing stored toxins um, uh, because it knows what it knows how to do that. You're giving it information that it's like, oh, I can do this now. And so it'll release those toxins. So it can kind of, because you get a, almost a toxic overload because you can't, you can't eliminate them. <laughs> trying to be nice here. <laughs> you can't eliminate <laughs> you just them. Give it, you don't have to be trying to be nice. <laughs> you can't Our audience knows that. us by now. <laughs> so you can't eliminate them out of the body fast enough. And sometimes it'll make you feel that. But the closer you get to a real food diet, the more you will realize the toxic food as soon as you eat it. You'll be like, oh, that probably shouldn't have ate that. But also the closer you get to a real food diet, when you do introduce a toxin, although it might not make you feel great, your body is much more well equipped to let go of that toxin as well but so. it does recognize it better it's like uh dropping like a piece of clothing in the middle of a clean room versus like throwing a shirt in a dirty room or whatever exactly. right yeah. it, 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 your body's like what is nice this thing doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> i come up with them once in a while now. once yeah. in a while it's Let's absolutely true and that wraps up part one of our two-part interview with Leslie Nance. Coming up in part two, we'll find out how Leslie went about getting a radio show and then uh, working with brands and sponsors as well. So you can learn a lot about how somebody takes a live streaming show and turns it into a profitable business and a success. And she's certainly somebody we're all rooting for who's doing great with live streaming. We'll be back with more with Leslie Nance on the next episode of Ross and Nez.